Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Win Today podcast. My name is Ryan Cass, and I am your host. Our mission is to inspire people to win today by connecting with amazing leaders and sharing amazing stories. First solo cast of 2022, and I'm going to tell you about the setback that propelled my life and career. The setback that not many people know about outside of close friends and even some close friends that haven't heard this until until now. So this is in spirit of continuing to be vulnerable, which really started doing more of in 2021. And I feel like the story that I'm about to tell you is important because it's something that has really, really shaped me a lot, both personally, professionally, and has made me an even better person, even better person, even though at the time it wasn't fun, but some things in life happen to us for, for a reason. Actually, all things happen for a reason. I'm a big believer in that. So I'm going to tell you about what happened and what I learned from it and how, what you can learn too, because things happen in life and sometimes it's it's nice to hear from folks that have gone through various things so it can help you overcome whatever situation uh, either you're going through or that you've experienced in your life. Uh, before I move forward, little reminder that if you are a loyal listener or this is your first time or you've listened to some episodes, being very intentional about this this year to share the podcast, let me know what you think. I love feedback, both positive and constructive. This is helping me grow. It's helping the podcast grow and deliver as much value as possible for you all, the listeners who I truly appreciate. So share it. Let me know what you think. And if your heart feels led to click one of those buttons with five stars on it on Apple and Spotify, then I appreciate you and your heart. So the setback that occurred in my life. I'm doing this for another reason too, because we're brand new into a new year. And I believe it's super important to really hone in on your mindset. I see people that allow things from previous years to stick with them and bring them down. And I want to provide as much encouragement as possible always, but especially in the new year. I think that this message is appropriate right now because there's folks that maybe still be that are still carrying some baggage from from 2021, maybe 2020, 2019, who knows. So my goal is that this helps you deal with that or gives you a resource to deal with something in the future. I want you to be able to another reason why is because I want you all to be able to connect with me on more than a strictly professional level. And I want you to really understand that the path to success is rarely linear. I'm here and so passionate about this cause and everything I do with this brand and personal development and goal setting because one, yes, I was not very focused growing up, but two, because I'm dead set on changing the dynamic and the future path of my family and ending a generational curse of alcoholism and other systemic issues that I brought up in 2021. 
So I want y'all to really know, Hey, this is, this is who I am at the, at the core. So I'm going to, I'm going to start letting some more things out just so you can really truly understand, Hey, who Ryan Cass is. Some of the greatest people in, in businesses and products have evolved through setbacks. One of my favorite products to talk about, especially when I'm at work and we're testing new things that, that don't work. I like to remind people about the story of 409. Everyone listening probably has a bottle of 409 in their house. That is the all-purpose cleaner. And the story of 409, if you didn't know this, the reason why 409 is named 409 is because there were 408 unsuccessful attempts at launching a product. And 409 was the one that that got accepted and hence 409. So could you imagine 408 failures and then on 409, you strike gold. Now that's something that's, again, it's in every household, open up your cabinet. You probably have a bottle of 409 in there. We wouldn't know about 409 if these guys gave up on failure number six, failure number 10, failure number 308. 309. Some of the greatest people, businesses, and products have evolved through setbacks. It's these type of moments, these failures that help shape us into who we are. Walt Disney, another prime example. Someone told Walt, hey, you you lack imagination. Walt kept pushing. I love Walt's quote about failure. I think it's important to have a good failure when you're young because it makes you kind of aware of what can happen to you. Because of it, I've never had any fear in my whole life when we've been near collapse and all of that. I've never been afraid. Wrapping this up with a quote from Brene Brown that I shared when I opened, when I really opened up about my past in 2021, I am not what has happened to me. I am what I choose to become. I am not what has happened to me. I am what I choose to become. So we all have different events in life that we encounter good and bad. And it's not those things that define us. It's what we choose to do as a result of those things. It's how, it's how we choose to live our lives and be better people as a result of the things that have happened to us. So what happened to me? I know you're probably thinking, all right, let's get to it. But I wanted to give you all background for why I'm doing this and why it's important, why this is important. So my story and the setback that really propelled my career and personal and professional life to new heights that I would not have imagined. So in college, I met a woman, my, who's not going to be named here. Doesn't need to be. I met a woman, my sophomore year of college at a leadership conference. We were both in Atlanta, very involved with our student alumni associations. Uh, I was, I went to the Citadel. She went to South Carolina and we met, hit it off, kept in touch. Next thing you know, started dating sophomore year and fast forward, we dated for, you know, three and a half years total. But, uh, you know, when you start dating someone around college, that's Generally speaking, that's where most folks then, especially especially here in the Carolinas, uh, the fo- the person that you date in college long term for more than a year or two is 
generally who you, who you end up marrying. So this was my, my college sweetheart. We, we dated through, through graduation and then graduation comes rolling around. So we've been dating for, for two years and we're thinking, okay, what's next steps. And I was interviewing for various corporate jobs. Her next step was going to graduate school for a master's in public health. I ended up landing a job at the Boeing company in a business rotation program to where I was headed. And then she ended up getting into an awesome school in St. Louis, Washington University in St. Louis. And it seemed like the stars were aligning. So we're like, Hey, we're, we're both heading to St. Louis. We've been dating for two little over two years. Why don't we why don't we move in? Why not? It makes sense. We can, we knew that we were going to be probably having sleepovers <laughs> regularly, regularly anyway. So uh, let's just, let's just move in together. So young and dumb, 22, 23 years old, thinking that this was the the best thing to do. And, and I'm not knocking anyone that does it. Just looking back now as a 29 year old, <laughs> like, wow, can't believe fresh out of college and moving in with with someone. So that's what happened. Everything seemed picture perfect. Uh, we lived right in downtown St. Louis, walking distance from Bush Stadium, actually went to several Cardinals games, Blues games. Uh, St. Louis is a cool sports town. So everything seemed to go well. You know, every time I've been in a relationship, not much for arguing, big on communicating. And I just, it's good to be with, with someone that's like-minded. So you're probably thinking, okay, what happened? First off, let me preface that at this time, well, I'm far from perfect now. Don't ever want to be perfect. We'll never be perfect. But uh, I was at that time in life, you know, I was very focused on, and I've, and I've shared this in other episodes, I was very focused on moving up the chain, establishing a corporate career and climbing up the ladder and figured, hey, I'm going to climb up the ladder, move as high up as I can at, at the Boeing company and and then we'll continue our future together and I'll be a, a senior vice president really young and we'll have a family and all these things. So that's, that's where life in my brain was at the time. And I was super focused on paying off debt. So I didn't take the best care of myself, meaning that I was extremely focused on career and supporting her that I didn't do too much for me other than, you know, the goal setting and everything, but taking time to really evaluate myself at a deeper level. I wasn't that great at that at the time. So the incident, what happened? So we lived together for um, about a year and a half. And in between, you know, she was in between her first and second year of graduate school. So, and we had just, you know, didn't want to live, she didn't want to live downtown anymore. So we moved out to the suburbs and we had just gotten the dog Izzy, I started volunteering at a at a dog shelter in St. Louis uh, on the weekends just to get involved in the community. Fell in love with my dog, Izzy Bear, and and then she started coming to volunteer with me. So yeah, we moved out to a place where it'd be better for the dog. Up to this point, no no major issues, no no real big arguments, nothing like that. Again, uh, I was I was far from perfect, but I know I was doing the best to, to support, but I'm nowhere near who I am now, uh, back then. So cutting straight to the chase, uh, she's in between her first and second year of graduate school. 
and has about a six week break. So I'm here, you know, working every day and got the dog. And we had just been, we'd just moved to this place probably a month or two before, before this happened. So every, like I said, everything seemed great. Got the dog, got the new place. And in between first year of grad school, second year of grad school, no major arguments, nothing like that. And it came time to, for her to come home from this six week vacation. And about two weeks prior, uh, communication started dropping off. And to me, it seemed like kind of out of nowhere. Uh, I didn't, again, no arguments. <laughs> and I knew something, I felt something was up, but I didn't want to believe it. I kept ignoring my gut and my intuition. And so long story short, uh, the day before she was supposed to come home, I remember decorating the entire apartment, like putting all like streamers and welcome back and yada, 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 all these things. And I'm not the best decorator in the world. So that was like me going out of my way because that's, <laughs> that was her, her love language. So making, making some, some adjustments, I'm thinking, Hey, I'm going to surprise her and and whatever this stuff that's been going on for the last two weeks, like she stopped saying, I love you out of nowhere. Then, you know, we'll be fine. It'll just be a conversation and she'll be surprised and all this stuff. So the day before we were talking and she said, what time are you leaving for work tomorrow? And, and I kind of shook my head I'm like, Hey, nothing's changed in the last six weeks. Uh, but I'm leaving for work at the same time. So I remember talking to my boss about it at work and asking her what she, what she felt. And I'm thinking, Hey, like, is she, am I going to come home and, and she's going to be gone or, or whatever. So I was on my way home. I <laughs> I stopped and got a box of Oreos because that's what she we 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 used to have Oreos all the time together. That was our thing, and some flowers and a bottle of wine. And thinking, hey, like everything's great. And I walked in the I walked in the apartment and I noticed that one of the paintings was down. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, maybe she just wants to reorganize because she hasn't been home in six weeks. And, and then I walked around to some other spots and <laughs> those paintings are down. And then where it really hit me was when I opened the closet and I joke about this now, when I opened the closet, I could see my clothes for the first time. I was like, Whoa, what's all this? <laughs> what's all this space? So while I was at work, everything got cleared out like everything all of her things and some of my things all the utensils by the way which kind of messed up were taken nothing uh, i was absolutely shocked i had no clue uh, what was what was going on what to do this was on a friday and i remember calling my mom i just fell to my knees and it's like hey everything's gone and I won't tell you what my mom said because moms have a sixth sense. I think she she saw this coming and just didn't want to tell me because I didn't want to believe it. But that shook me up, man. That shook me up. And I afterwards, I felt like an absolute failure. I was actually really embarrassed. So I'm, I'm thinking, man, I'm a good guy. Like, what the heck? You know, what did I do wrong? And my confidence was 
absolutely crushed. Um, and that took a few years to, to get back, but my confidence was crushed, but I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this is three and a half years of someone that I thought, Hey, this will be the one got life figured out. I'm going to work up the corporate ladder and boom, gone. No, no real true explanation. It was just see you later. And, and I understand now that how that could really rock someone and it, and it rocked me pretty good, mainly in the confidence department, but it's something now that I'm grateful for that experience as crazy as that is to say, or as crazy as that might sound. But I, I truly am grateful for that experience, just as I am the experiences I've mentioned with my childhood. It's not something that I would ever wish on myself or anyone, but these are things that when they happen to you can provide you the most growth that you can ever imagine. It's things like this. This incident is what skyrocketed my my personal life and professional life and what happened afterwards. So with everything, like I said, I didn't go into some deep state of depression or anything like that. I've always for the last, ever since I started writing down goals and challenging myself physically with various competitions, I've really developed a, a rock solid mindset. It doesn't mean it can't be shaken up, which, which it, it has been. And it was, I see, I see opportunity in these things. I love Jocko Willink. If y'all don't know Jocko Willink, look him up, uh, check out his book, Extreme Ownership. But Jocko, there's these, there's these quick YouTube clips you can look up as well, where he talks about with bad comes good. Or if Jocko said it, he'd say with bad comes good. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember I got a long email from someone that Friday or sorry, that Monday. Cause I went back to work on, on that Monday. I didn't take any time off and I don't really think it, this warranted any time off. I replied back to this person who said, let me know if you need anything. I'm so sorry, etc." And I just said, look, this is good. This is only going to make me a better man, stronger man, person, leader and future father, husband, you name it. All this is going to do is, is make me better. And, and it made me grind even, it gave me opportunity to grind even harder and stay even more committed to my goals because now there wasn't another person in the equation. So that happened on Friday. Yeah. It, it, I cried my eyes out and that Saturday went to a softball tournament Sunday back to normal Monday, back to work. Granted, again, I was, I was shaken up. I was still the, the feelings of failure and embarrassment and confidence being crushed. Like those, those didn't go away for a while, especially the confidence one I mentioned before that, that messed me up for, for a couple of years. I saw an opportunity now to really double down on everything that I was already doing and paying off my student debt even faster accelerating the goals that I had written down even faster. And this is, this was one of the best things that could have happened to me and check this out. So I talk about goals all the time. Y'all know that. And when I started at Boeing in St. Louis, the reason why we moved to St. Well, reason why I started in St. Louis, because the rotation program that I got accepted into 
it wasn't offered in at the Charleston, South Carolina site yet. So the goal, you know, if I could have stayed in Charleston, that would have been great. But we moved out there and then figured, hey, two years, I'll do this rotation program and finish it out. You'll graduate, finish it out, and then we'll we'll find our way back to Charleston. And life goes on to the next step. And I mean, goodness gracious, I could have been married at 25 years old. I can't even think about I can't even imagine that now. <laughs> No, not knocking anyone that is like, good for you. Uh, just make sure you know yourself. That happened. That incident happened in August. And ever since I started at Boeing in 2015, I was making phone calls back to Charleston, just building my network. Hey, I'm going to be in this rotation program till 2017. My goal is to end up in Charleston. And what do you know? Two weeks after this happened, I get a phone call from the folks in Seattle who are in charge of the rotation program. And they said, they asked me, they said, Hey, we're starting this rotation program in Charleston. We know you've been wanting to go there. You've been very vocal about your goals. Would you like to go to Charleston in October? Sign me up, baby. Had that incident not occurred with this woman, I likely actually, no, I would have declined at the time because that would have put me away from her and I was supporting her and myself at the time. And I wouldn't have had the opportunity to start this rotation program for, for the company at a new site. So it just shows that, that things happen for a reason, but also too, that I wouldn't have got that phone call if it wasn't for writing down my goals, being intentional about connecting with people and sharing the goals. So I already had something to, you know, yeah, one person came out of the equation. What did I fall back on? My goals. And I had one less thing to worry about, one less thing to think about, one less head to support. Cut down on my meal expenses too, which was nice. So I can joke about this whole situation now. So the lessons I got from this, and this is really where I want to focus for you all. What can you learn from something like this? I had an amazing conversation about two weeks ago with Kiana Williams, who is going to be on the podcast. We are actually recording a podcast episode in a studio in Charlotte. And this came up. Kiana's a life coach. Check her out at the Mingle brand, by the way. But she said this and it really it's really something that I wish I would have known earlier. Anything that has left you been taken from you or removed from you is not needed for your destiny. So what that means is, is that this woman was not tied to my destiny. If you have situations like this, encounter a situation like this, and it, and it doesn't even have to be about losing someone like this, but anything that has left you or been taken from you, maybe it's a job. It's not tied to your destiny. That person or that thing is not a part of your destiny. And when I heard that, I, I would have loved to have heard that in 2016 when, when all of this happened. But I'm telling you now because I just learned it. Um, make sure that you're bringing your best self to the table first before you can go commit to someone else. Looking back, I know that I was a, a good person and been committed to goals and helping people for a very long time now. But looking back, and I wouldn't say I was even close to bringing my best self to the table. And now, you know, I, I know that whoever, whoever I do commit to, like you're getting, you're going to get the best me. That person will get the best me because I'm 
super focused on making sure I'm really am my best self and know myself before anyone else gets to, to have myself and same thing for, and so the lesson here for y'all is like really on make sure you understand yourself and you're able to bring your best self to the table first before you go give yourself to anyone. Uh, after all that happened, I really journaled a lot about myself and what I learned about me. And there's a lot of things that that I could have done better, which I focus on now. So I was far from perfect. And I know I was good, though. I know I was good. I know I did my best. But it's nowhere close to to what my best is now. And so looking back at who I was then versus who I am now, 1000 time, 1000 times difference because of really focusing on self-care and these activities with journaling and just studying, studying yourself. That was something that I did more. I was way more focused on, I'd say goals and outcomes at that time, but really focusing on you make yourself a science experiment. We're all, we're all really walking science experiments. Another thing I learned listen to your gut and trust your intuition. So I'm not here to go into details about, about the story. We can talk about those in private. And and my goal here isn't to make someone, someone look bad. That's, that's never the intent of the message. It's just, Hey, this is what happened. Here's what I, here's what I learned, but listen to your gut and trust your intuition. It's your gut is actually like a second brain. I love the book becoming supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. You should check it out. There, the gut is like the second brain because there are just as many or almost as many nerve endings in your gut as there are in your brain. So your intuition is a real thing. There were several instances throughout the relationship where I knew that, hey, I can't, I don't believe I can trust this person. And I ignored them and ignored them and ignored them. And then boom, <laughs> this happened. So I knew that my gut was was right and didn't do anything about it before. And I know now that if my gut's telling me that a person is not the right one to be with, then I'm not going to be with that person or do that thing. Invest in that activity. Listen to your gut. Do not ignore your gut. Don't tie your worth to what has happened to you. Like I said before, my my confidence was rocked for a while naturally, but I refused to tie my worth to someone unexpectedly leaving, someone who broke my trust and did things that you're not supposed to do. I'm not going to let that lower my value for myself and also what I value in others and what I expect from someone else. Don't tie your worth to what has happened to you. If anything, I think it actually increases your worth that if you've been through through some things like this, because it and, and <clears throat> if you allow it to make you a better person, I think it makes you more valuable and a better resource for for others. So I see this as something that can help raise your stock price because you've learned from something and you've become a better person as a result. The last lesson, and this kind of ties in to make sure you're bringing your best self to the table first, is focus, 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 focus on goal setting and being involved in the community. After this happened, 
got the phone call to come back to Charleston. And since then, my career at Boeing and personal life, everything, every, every category has absolutely skyrocketed. And that's because even though this incident shook me up, I fell back on the foundation for sustained success and doubled down even more time on goals and the vision for myself, vision for my life, vision for my future life, vision for my future family's life. All it did was give me more opportunity to focus on those things. And being involved in the community helped me meet so many amazing people. And it still allows me to meet so many amazing people today. So those are the lessons that, that I have. And these things, I'll never wish it on anyone, but it's life. You never know what's going to happen to you. You never know that person that you think you might want to marry. <laughs> Sorry, but these things could happen. And, or let's say something else gets taken away from you, whether it's a job, anything, anything that has left you been taken from you or removed from you is not needed for your destiny. Bring yourself, bring your best self to the table first. Study yourself, work on yourself. Listen to the gut. Keep goal setting as your foundation because that's what helps you get through these things. Just go back, double down on your vision. It gives you opportunity to double down on what you want and don't tie your worth to what has happened to you. Those are the lessons. So what might be running through your head, what might be running through your mind too, you're probably thinking, hey, get back to this woman. Did you see her again? What'd you do? How'd you react? Because <laughs> that's the question that I get a lot of. Uh, did you see her again afterwards? Yes, actually. it Unexpectedly. I was shocked that she actually showed up at one of my friend's weddings about two years after this happened. And no, I did not cuss her out or do anything like that. I was cordial and, and remember at the end of the night, went over and said, hey, you know, I, I didn't expect to see you here, but I wish you the best and hope everything goes well for you. And you don't gain anything from cussing someone out or yelling at them or bashing them. Notice I haven't said a single thing about other details. And, and, and if I saw this person today, I would say, hey, how are you doing? Wish you're doing well. But hell, matter of fact, if I ran into her at a coffee shop, I'd buy her a coffee and be like, hope you're doing well. Wish you nothing but the best. And I'll never forget, there were some things when I moved to St. Louis, back to Charleston that she had left in, in St. Louis. So they somehow ended up in my bags. And I sent them to her. I mailed them to her. And I wrote on the, I wrote on the card, I said, you know, you forgot some things, wanted to make sure you get them, got them and thank you and underlined it. Thank you for making me an even tougher man. And I saved that photo and it's not one that I look back on. Actually, I didn't look at it until about two weeks ago when I was on a podcast talking about the situation and how it made me better. I was getting interviewed on another podcast, but when these things happen, I love the quote from, from Michelle Obama that when they go low, you go high. There's no, you don't get anything out of beating someone down. And I think that when you respond in ways like this and, and be nice, you're getting the upper hand. You're showing that person, hey, you can't break me. You cannot break me. And I am better because of this. 
and watch me grow. Watch me grow. Closing out, if someone has hurt you or hurts you or you lose something unexpectedly, observe what you learned and how it has made you a better person. This right here has made me 1,000 times better as a man, as a leader, as a future father, as a future husband, you name it, because I know that my destiny is not tied to this person. I know what bringing my best self to the table looks like now and study that regularly. I understand the power of intuition and that goal setting and being intentional about your future can get you through freaking anything. That's all I've got, folks. If you found value in this, let me know. I'll continue opening up, but I want y'all to know that these these things in life, they, they happen for a reason and you have two options. You can let them shape you or break you. Choose option number one and win today. Thanks for tuning in.